0: I will say this, Prof. I think it says more about them than it says about us. What's this us, pale face? <laughs> you, oh, You're I, the lone ranger oh, on this I, one. I'm I, Tonto. Oh, hey, mate. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with that, white man. <laughs> <laughs> What's this, we, pale face? Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> thank, thank. I'm glad we're in this together, Prof.
1: Thanks to Cryer Malt, this is Brews News Week. I'm your host, Pete Mitchum, and joining me is Matt Kierkegaard. G'day, Matt.
0: Good morning, Prof. How are you? I'm a little bit tired, a little bit dusty, it's fair to say. Dusty tired or dusty uh, had too many beers last night? Because you know that we don't talk about um, the latter. No, dusty... Uh literally. Well, literally dusty because you've been out. out. So we,
1: this, we need to make this quick. This this needs to come come, come in well undercooked so that uh, before Mrs. Pilsner gets home, uh, having loaned me her not-quite-six-day-old car that had just on 300 Ks on it, it's now got 1,300.
0: And, and um, it's literally dusty.
1: I visited most of the breweries in the uh, High Country Brewery Trail in the um, – Victoria's northeast, um, as well as a couple that weren't on it, but um, yet, uh, at, 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 look, doing some some uh, video work and, and caught up with some good friends and had some great times and it's just oh, springtime. You, you know what it's like, Matt. You know, like that particular part of the world, um, which is I mean, we're, we're we're blessed down here, I guess, because. It's a an all year round playground kind of thing, or becoming that way. It 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 has in the past been very much you know Victoria's you know um, ski resort area, um, but. Uh, Gee, uh, trail riding mountain biking um, downhill you know hiking all water sports the whole the whole bit um, and springtime it's just absolutely beautiful
0: it's an amazing spot I, I was down there for the high country hop harvest uh, the uh, bridge road Ben yeah. uh, always yeah. does and we went for a bit of a tour and went to Bright Brewery and they had a an ultra marathon that was or, um, they, they had a high country run where they have three days and they are the starting or the finishing point for, for this run and uh, yeah people out cycling. It, you know, mate, I, I, I like to cycle on flat bicycle paths. So the, the thought of cycling around Bright didn't really appeal to me, but there are a lot of people doing it. And it's an amazing uh, space for all of that outdoor activity.
1: Yeah, when it comes to cycling, I'm, I'm more of a recycler. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah, up there at the moment. So this weekend, Bright is hosting uh, a Spartan race and, and people from all across the world. And so I'm going to give a shout out to uh, my new friend, Jin, who is from a group called Tokyo Beer Boys. So they do beer sort of stuff as well as uh, creating crazy video content. And uh, he's up there doing that at the moment. We've connected through a mutual friend uh, on Facebook, and uh, he's back in Melbourne Monday. We're going to catch up and I'll take him to a a few venues and um, and show him the sites. But he happened to be at at Bright Brewery uh, as well. And so there's just – heaps of stuff going on and it's it, the thing I, I'll, I'll cut to the chase now matt the thing i loved about it was that it it was beer in a healthy lifestyle setting it wasn't you know beer for drinking sake it wasn't as we often talk about you know drinking for effect it was it was just all part of it was just very natural so it, and it it didn't even occur to me until we sort of got back the thought, actually you know the the sound of you know people walking across the deck and i'm thinking that's that's just unusual sort of um, uh, shape of the sound, and it was because they're all wearing ninety percent of them. Yeah, whatever the you know the cleats, the cleats sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know this. I know. I know the, all the cyclists are going to be ringing in. You know, ringing in. And <laughs> oh, don't get started, you know. mammals. Yeah, whatever they are. <laughs> but um, but uh, yeah, had a lot of fun, and uh, there's some really cool content to come.
0: Nice little segue because, as I said, you know, I, I wasn't sure when you said Dusty that you were referring to. I, I knew you'd been up in the high country, but I just wanted to clarify that because that is the complete opposite,
1: you know. Yeah, going off the beaten track a little bit to get to some of the um, more out of the way breweries, and uh, yeah, as I say, I, I need to uh, get this well and truly under the cook limit so I can get down to the Magic Hand Car yep. Wash. Cool. Okay. Well, get Gupta and Deepak to uh, return the car to its... Let, let's crack on then. Uh, not a lot of news this week. It is fair to say, but Matt making news.
0: Uh, B for Bintani, injunction denied? Injunction denied, yeah. Look, we we t- touched on this last week. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's one of those sad things that, that we mentioned where, you know, um, Bintani and uh, YCH, Yakima Chief, have been great friends for a long time. Um, Bintani was uh, had a partial sale recently recently. Um, read about the you know the, the, the history of it but that has led to a you know um, breaking of the contract between YCH and Bintani um, they lodged action we talked about about two weeks ago um, there was an application for a injunction um, to stop to just whilst the case is actually heard stopping YCH from uh, not supplying um, Bintani with hops so obviously a critical time uh, and of with the year. some
1: some exclusive hops too. Is there are some there's some agreements there with where certain types, varieties of hops, to get them in Australia, it's exclusive from YCH to Bin Yes. Yes. So, so it's not just, oh, well, we, we'll just go and get our hops from somewhere else. Yeah, you know? uh, well Because Bintani presumably would have some contracts in place or agreements or, you know, with, with brewers that, yeah, I'll get you your Amarillo or your... Or, or uh, the,
0: the, the YCH Fortnite. proprietary hops, yeah. So yeah. Um, Bintani has contracts in place with um, brewers, but at the same... So now they don't have access to the YCH hops um, that, they, that they had, but, you know, I've... Touch base with a couple of brewers um, about it, and you know nobody is terribly concerned about whether they'll get hops um, because the hops aren't going anywhere. It just won't be supplied by Bintani. So it's a, you know Bentani are great um, you know, supporters of Brews News, and so you, need, you know it's always a little bit hard to to report on these things. But then you know so is uh, HPA and uh, Hopco and everybody, and you know it, the, the industry will work together to make sure that uh, beer is still made. Um, Quite sad uh, that, you know, good people. And, uh, you know, we, we, God, I mean, we, we spoke to Jason Prolt um, a couple of times, even as uh, recently as um, BrewCon. And, uh, you know, it was a really strong relationship between two families, um, you know, two family-owned businesses. And, uh, yeah, it's just a shame that as the the beer world moves on and evolves that, that, that these things happen. But I think, uh, you know, for the consumer, there still will be beer for brewers. There still will be hops. It may just be uh, coming from a you know, coming on a different letterhead.
1: Yeah. Uh, speaking of good beer, uh, Little Creatures Pale Ale is a pretty good beer.
0: Oh mate, no! Not since they dumbed it down, Prof. Not since they dumbed it down. <laughs> yeah, you know, sorry, sorry, sorry. Since, since the
1: accountants started brewing it instead of the
0: brewers. Um. It was a good beer once. <laughs>
1: um, and in what's becoming a regular segment, uh, what Ross Lewis wrote <laughs> this week. Um, no, Ross did contribute a really good article. Um, had a chat to, uh, to to Russ Gosling, over there at, at Creatures, and, and looked at I guess the, you know, it's a bit of the six degrees of separation, isn't it? Like uh, we we talk about. And, and actually, um, Al, Al Robbie, Alistair Robbie from the, yep. the Post Project, my partner in crime on the, the shoot this week, um, we were just talking about how Little Creatures, the importance of it in terms of not just an influence uh, in terms of an epiphany beer for so many drinkers uh, and not just an epiphany moment for so many, uh, the, the inspiration for so many people to take up brewing, um, you know, inspired by Creatures and, and by Little Creatures Pale Ale. But it's also something of an incubator for uh, really good brewers. And I... I Kind of used the analogy that when I was managing um, restaurants, you could just tell the difference between you know somebody who you know worked in their uncle's cafe versus somebody who had worked at McDonald's. Um, whilst you know, like you could just tell that there was just a, a difference in, and I'm not equating you know McDonald's is not the Little Creatures is not the McDonald's of of the craft beer world or anything like that. It's just that there's just a solid uh, background knowledge. Of quality process brewing, yep. that you get with somebody who's gone to creatures, and, you, and so so if you look at the you know sort of the family tree of of, of creatures, there are so many people here and around the world uh, who got their start, cut their teeth, you know, learned the trade, if you like, um, under the that creatures kind of philosophy, their brewing philosophy, uh, who are now out doing wonderful things.
0: Yeah. And 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 look, that's something you can't take away from any of the the, the big breweries, is that you you know they, they have to have process you know they what their iso 6001 certified or whatever you know they, they have their their processes because that's how you scale you can't just you know have you know phil start today and just say oh mate you know just go and do something over there with that hose you actually need processes you need training people are learning you know to a really high degree mm. but the other thing that uh you know everybody who's come through little creatures says is that you know like if you're um you know i was speaking to a couple of brewers who had been through the you know the the big brewery um you know system of line and you know they'll have a fermentation brewer they'll have a wort brewer they'll have a so you're pretty much you know unless you progress through a variety of jobs you're the wort guy or you're the fermentation guy at creatures you are a brewer so you you know uh, materials in um beer out you you are in packaging yeah
1: label yep Yep, the whole McGill. Um, yeah. And
0: not, not that there's anything necessarily wrong with uh, w- w- with that other approach, but yeah, you, you get a holistic um, thing. So it was a great article, well worth reading and seeing some. And even um, some of the people who weren't name-checked in it, um, uh, Dean McLeod, for example, from and I'm just trying to find it on Facebook. <laughs> it chimed in on the in the comments. Yeah, in the comments. Yeah. Ex-preachers uh, uh, uh,
1: ripping it up in Canada. Yeah. Also, <laughs> he was personal, and, Shovel. And he,
0: yeah. And there's a bunch of us doing good stuff all over the world. Um, and you know, again, I mean, Dean McLeod was a guy that I first met when he was at Colonial, uh, yeah, Colonial in uh, Margaret okay, River. Yep, yep. God, that that would be very early on in when I was professionally riding, uh, fourteen or fifteen years ago. He was still there, and now he's over in Canada. So actually, we might even um, reach out to Dean and get in touch with him to do a podcast. Yeah, for sure.
1: Well, from memory, I think I first met Dean when he was the founding brewer, the establishing brewer, or the uh, I'm not sure what what the the name is uh, at White Rabbit.
0: Ah, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, but and but then he then he moved to Canada not long after after White Rabbit sort of got up and running, so he sort of set it all up. Um, but I, I just have a I just have a feeling. I've looked back through my notes that he may have been over for uh, AIBA judging either this year or last year. So uh,
0: I wish I uh, wish I'd known that. But I'll, I'll, I'll certainly get in touch with him. I'll make a note, making note now, note to self, um, yep. because it, again, he's a very uh, forthright person, which is uh, the sort of person that we like on uh, Bruce News. Uh, yes. Yep. 100%. So, uh, yeah, but I uh, know it was a great article. Go read it. And I, I think um, just on to, to your point that Ross has written, I, I have actually consciously been getting Ross to um, write a little bit more for us. Um, again, he's a, he's a journalist, he writes very well, but he also, uh, you know, Western Australia and. Finger on the pulse, uh, WA. WA, and there's a lot happening over there. Um, you know, we, we can sort of start all sorts of fights about where, you know, which is the best brewing state or, you know, where is the cradle of the modern craft beer movement. Um, the but, spiritual home, yeah. Uh, and without, buying into, <laughs> without <laughs> buying into any of that bullshit, it's a, uh, there's a lot of great breweries and there's a lot happening and it's uh, well worth, uh, you know, very excited having uh, Ross on.
1: Yeah. Uh, another great brewery that is up for sale, Matt, is Foghorn Brewhouse, good friend of our Sean Sherlock, um, formerly of Murray's um and and look again a terrific brewer and I, I guess some parallels can be drawn with that and the bintani story that sort of you know the one domino kind of falls and, and all of a sudden you go oh okay well i'm in a position now where i'm i've got to look to do something that i perhaps you know wasn't in the in the plans starting out
0: yeah look and this is one of those stories for me um prof that you you tend not to think about you know sean was um you know, made a, a, a very significant name for himself at Murray's Craft Brewery, um, you know, kicking out some uh, amazing beers there. And he's, he's very, um, you know, very quality oriented. And uh, it was big news when he left to set up his own brew house in, uh, in, in, in Newcastle. And, you know, you you tend to focus on the brewer, not the business. And so, you know, I I visited the brewery um, last I was in Newcastle. It's a big brewery, big hospitality venue. And you think, oh, you know, this is pretty good. But you don't always think about the ownership. Um, And Sean's obviously gone in uh, with a partner who owns the, you know, CBD warehouse that the brewery's gone into. The freehold. uh, Yeah, which would have cost a lot of Money because it was
1: built built from scratch, so it wasn't a, an existing venue that had a, a disused brew house in the back. I don't, and they were, I, I had a feeling it was newish, somebody, yeah, because it's, it's, it, it, it's a big warehouse. Help, help us out with
0: that, yeah, and, and it, it, it's a big warehouse, so I presume that it was there and a that, stunning looking venue, yeah. And uh, so, I mean, by all accounts, the, the brewery's doing fine, it's not a like it's not a distressed asset sale or anything like that. But you've got somebody that owns the land and a share of, so you've got the freehold. The, the the premises that the building's in, you know, that is owned by one of the partners in in the business, and then the the, the brewery business itself is owned by that person as well. And uh, sounds like he wants to, you know, liquidate his interest, um, which means selling off. Um, now, I, I think I describe it as it being a little bit like if uh, if you're in a marriage, you buy a house, um, you own that house, um, but the marriage falls apart um, for whatever reason. Um, and I'm not suggesting that this is a broken marriage. Um, <laughs> prof, you know how I get myself into trouble yeah, when I say yeah, these things, out. and so I want to make sure that you understand that it. it up, stupid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, but, you know, like, and, and, so, and then, so one partner wants to stay in the house but has to buy the other partner out, can't afford it, so they have to sell. So it sounds like that's a little bit what's going on here. Um, Sean wants to keep brewing. He's hoping someone will buy in um, to his business partner share and keep his share intact, but otherwise, worst case is that the whole business is up... Uh, sale so good luck to Sean um, yeah hope, hopefully it, it keeps going hopefully uh, you know whatever happens there is you know sees the brewery uh, continue Sean keep uh, making great beers and Newcastle having a fantastic venue but it is one of those things that I think um, you know when, when you see people going uh, into let's open a brewery you've got a bunch of mates who all want to go in you're all at the same stage of you know life or interest in craft beer or whatever. Um, and all you can think of is the you know knocking off after your hard day's brewing with a bunch of lovable regulars in your um, brew pub you know having a couple of the beers you've made, you don't think about well what happens when one of our circumstances changes? How do we extricate you know how does one person leave this business that is all of us? Um, and it, you know as we you know, a recurring theme um, number seven on uh, Brews News and Radio Brews News is, it's a business. You know, you can talk about craft beer, but it's a craft beer business. And passion
1: so you- and yeah, yeah, yeah. So hopefully, uh, well, yeah. Watch this space. And and uh, it, it, I guess just looking at it as an outsider looking in, the ideal situation would be, you know, uh, an investor says, "Yeah, look, I like what they're doing there," Boom, and and uh, signs the on the dotted line, and and things continue exactly as they are. Yep. I'm assuming, I'm just assuming and we probably should, you know, catch up with Sean and and just get some clarification on a couple of things. Maybe he he can um, flick us an email with the details. Um, The Foghorn beer is still being brewed, like it's still operating Uh, as normal. Well, Megan
0: did a great story. Megan uh, spoke to uh, Sean about that, and that's, that's, you know, all all detailed in the… In the story?
1: Ah, cool. As I say… I've been offline. I haven't had a chance to read it. You know,
0: again, I'm sort of – I'm presuming from the things that Megan said um, and also just sort of extrapolating that, you know, as that salutary reminder for people in the industry that, you know, just because everything's working out now doesn't mean everything will always work out. Go into it with it because you, you do hear a lot of businesses that, um, you know, partners split and then, you know, successful business goes with it.
1: Yeah, hopefully uh, into the future we can still pay Sean a visit.
0: And, uh, yes, we thank Brewpack for not only making a whole lot of great craft beers possible, but also for making this podcast possible. Uh, Somebody else, Matt,
1: that we may pay a visit to. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, (laughs) uh, In town, I noticed this week, none other than uh, Adrian Walker from Firestone Walker. Oh, was he? (laughs) No, I think he's in town in Melbourne this week doing a... I'm going to say barrel age tasting. Okay, curated tasting. I noticed. I, I just noticed it on Crafty Pint, and I'm not sure whether it's the today, which is the sixteenth, which was the date listed, or Saturday tomorrow, which was the day listed. So just maybe check on the Crafty Pint. He may have uh, fixed that up.
0: You know, I'd, I'd, mate, I'd call me old fashioned, but you know, there was a time when, um, you know, visiting brewers, we'd get invited to go along and speak to the brewer. But there's something, because there's another brewer coming up uh, in December. Um, uh, 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 I don't know if you've heard of him, Prof. He's a sort of quiet, um, shy little brewer um, from Southern California called Greg Cook. (laughs) I, I... no, I, I, you haven't heard of him. Uh, okay, I can't. I can't think of any time you've ever mentioned him. <laughs> so apparently he's in town on the fourth of December, and he and I have, you know, like we've been mates for years. You know, he. Uh, hey,
1: didn't you leave the last interview that you did with Greg saying, with him saying, look, if I, you know, if I, if I get to Australia, I'd love to catch up. And, love and to chat. catch
0: up and talk about it. And uh, he's, he's also tweeted so saying, the invite, you know,
1: the invite may have got lost between your um, perhaps change of, of address. Since you last spoke to him,
0: yeah, but you know, so, so you know, no one's involved, and you know, and because I, I don't know if you also remember, so Greg, yeah, Greg Cook, uh, regular listeners know about the uh, history of Greg Cook back in 2011 when I was, uh, you know, saying what he wanted, what what he was saying, uh, you know, best mate. Um, suddenly, when I held, you know, held the mirror up to those comments, when he was saying something different, not so much a fan. Um, but then also Adrian Walker, another one when he was here, what two years ago. For Good Beer Week?
1: Yeah, Good Beer Week, two two years ago.
0: And uh, we had him on the podcast and he was telling us how, you know, the beer is over here and it's only, we've got... Well, they were about to start. Yeah, they were about to start. And um, we have got ironclad contracts with uh, Dan Murphy's that they're only going to ever put it in the fridge. And as soon as that podcast, such as the power of our uh, audience, our, we have eyes all over the country. Um, within a week of that going, we started getting people texting us photos of floor. Pol- <laughs> Unrefrigerated. <laughs> floor poles, Floor stock. We, we floor sent them stock. off to Adrian's and said, hey, mate, you'd better get on to Dan Murphy's because they're breaching your ironclad contract. Um, and uh, yeah, not so much. Apparently, apparently he may have uh, misspoke. Um, and so back then, uh, James Atkinson wrote a story about that. And, uh, mate, suddenly, um, you know, <laughs> when, when we hold up Brewer's, you know, comments to them, apparently we uh, fall off the guest list. <laughs> PNG. I don't know. You're PNG? Right, yeah, persona non grata. Okay, yeah. But uh, look, I, I will say this, Prof, I think it says more about them than it says about us. What's this us, pale face? You. Mate, oh, you're right. the lone ranger oh, on this okay. one. I'm Tonto. I, hey, okay. mate. <laughs> Good luck with that white man. <laughs> but, but, but what's this we, pale face? Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> thank, thank, I'm glad we're in this together, Prof. No, that's all right. Okay, so so you're not going to join me uh, on mailbag. the when I... When mailbag, mailbag. Do... <laughs> uh, what's
1: in the mailbag? Because um, I'm just transmogrifying and um, mutating, what it, what it, what, it, what it's called, transporting. No, it's, uh, there's some technical term for it where I'm in between um, email-y things.
0: Okay. So um, I don't have
1: access to my email this morning, uh, just as I've got back from... Because it requires a new password.
0: Actually, there are a couple of nice comments on the uh, Facebook page. And here's one that I will we'll follow up with... Um, Megan ran a story about uh, Jetty Road. Um, their new um, Jetty Road's now got their new brew house in. Um, yeah, down the little, uh, Peninsula, down this uh, way. Uh, Premier Stainless Steel, shout out to Premier. But um, Ray H just posted uh, about that. It's good to see another brewery open. My first visit to a brewery was Brick Lane. I will visit the Jetty Road Brewery soon. Brews News is a great app. So seems to be a bit of a confusion about what we are. Um, we're a website, but news website but anyway somebody is uh, finding out about it so yeah i just thought that was a nice little you can app us if you like if you feel more comfortable apping well do, we don't really have an app should we have an yeah, app but if you've you, got an app well
1: no maybe if you look at if you look at bruise news on your phone does that kind of you know people think oh that's like an app
0: uh maybe yeah okay well I'll maybe go it's to just that.
1: short for appropriate
0: Maybe it should work. No one's ever accused me of that before.
1: <laughs> Certainly not Greg Cook,
0: <laughs> nor Adrian Walker.
1: Anyway, and hello to Greg so, and Adrian. I nice still like you guys. I, yeah. Anyway, I, but I, so. I like
0: them. I, but don't don't get me started. <laughs> There is just something about, uh, you know...
1: Oh, look at the time. Uh, (laughs) Thank you very much to all our sponsors and all our partners and all of you guys for listening. I I will
0: say, uh, well, no, mate, Sorry for talking while
1: you're interrupting. Go on.
0: (laughs) 22 minutes. We're we're so far under the cook limit. I don't think people are getting their money's worth yet. I know you have to go, (laughs) but we've still got another seven minutes. Um, I might talk about Stone for seven minutes. Um, No, Prof... um, I will say this, I uh, have had... I, delete
1: I, button's not working.
0: <laughs> on Wednesday, I uh, went to see some uh, potential uh, sponsors. They, they uh, wanted to have a chat about maybe coming on and sponsoring the podcast, um, which is lovely. I'm not going to say who they were at this stage because you, 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 you don't buy a cow if you get the milk for free, um, as they say, um, but two very uh, nice gentlemen uh, with a labelling business, Um <laughs> okay so narrow it down not too much um well there's a lot of labeling businesses but anyway um now <laughs> they, they they discovered the podcast um which is how they sort of said yeah oh, we want to be part of uh, radio brews news these guys are quality um but and shout out to you guys you know who you are um uh but they did mention um, we were talking about the issue of cans, um, and uh, you know they did make the point that they drink out of cans, they decant. But you know there's something odd about being in a nice restaurant and being served a can. Um, and uh, so point one point to me, um, I'll take that one. Um, and yes, you can teach us how to pour it into a glass, and so it doesn't glug prof. But there is still a perception issue. Yesterday, uh, but but just to show that I'm balanced, um, yesterday I was down at uh, Bolto catching up with uh, Scotty and uh, Stirls, and talking about cans because they are cans. And uh, Mm. I I made the point of asking, you know, um, would you guys ever look at bottling? Do you think they'll be a swing back? And, you know, it was really interesting, though, where they are just so dedicated to cans um had a little bit of a chuckle that you know stone and wood um has now brought out pacific island cans another one of we'll never do (laughs) yeah never but sterling was quite happy to say we will never do bottles you know our consumers you know environmentally um and he also made the point that you know within 12 months we will be crucified if we're still using those plastic um pack rings because that is so far on the nose so um and you know, as he said perceptions will change about um you know the appropriateness of pouring from a can they're in a lot of restaurants a lot of high-end restaurants um who are decanting from the can into a glass at the table and they think that any perception that exists now will change
1: oh look it probably you know you go back to you know oh, i would never drink beer out of anything that's you know not a, a wooden hogshead or firkin what is this with these Fancy stainless steel that'll never catch on. I don't know whose voice that was, but <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just letting you go. You know where I go, yeah. But you know what I mean. Like <laughs> I know so what you mean. every time something new comes along, yeah, it's it's the same. You know, uh, but cans
0: aren't it's exactly take new. Cans aren't exactly new. You know, I, I I I don't think that they're exactly new, and I still think that you know that there is a perception about it. But as, as I said, perceptions change, and uh, you know, a lot of venues are you know pouring wine out of taps, which again. Yeah, you know, yeah. And, and to, to someone of our vintage, that you know, there was a big argument about cork versus cap. You, you, you think, gee, gee beer on, uh, wine on uh, wine on tap, it can't be very good. Um, but to someone who's twenty-five, who only knows wine from tap, you know, what's what's the big deal? Exactly. Yeah. There you go. Profit. Now, I just successfully took us up close to half an hour. So the listeners, nice padding. I, I, I won't say that they're actually going to get value. <laughs> Um, but they're getting, uh, you know, they're getting quantity, if not quality. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and if, uh, we actually get complaints if we don't, if we go too short, because we leave people hanging on the train and, you know, we should find out what the average commute to work is, but I'm pretty sure it's, you know. I'll
1: catch up on a previous episode. Um, enjoy some, uh, beer is a conversation.
0: We've had some great feedback about the last couple of, uh, beer is a conversations as well. So yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll keep yeah. those coming. And, uh, You've got a couple that flew solo. We will tease uh, Melbourne listeners. Pete is based in Melbourne. Uh, Megan, our uh, head writer, is based in Melbourne. Um, I'm based in Brisbane. Um, Seeing we've got a bit of a team, we're going to have a Melbourne catch-up Christmas party. You don't need to know any of this, um, except uh, we are going to be in Melbourne early January at this stage, Prof. Maybe we might coincide it for the 4th. Because apparently there's some other good things happening in Melbourne on the fourth.
1: <laughs> well, we don't want to, you know, we don't want people to have to choose.
0: Well, I wonder if Greg Cook would come to our Christmas party.
1: All you have to do is invite him.
0: All it takes is an invitation, doesn't it, Prof? That's it. But maybe put my name in, it, not yours. <laughs> anyway, so uh, listeners, uh, keep an eye out. Um, if you are based in Melbourne, we have long been talking about doing a bit of a Melbourne catch up. That will actually coincide. If we record in the first week of December, that will coincide with the recording of our 200th episode. So we might make something of a gala of it. So keep an eye out, uh, and we will be doing something in the first week of December. Um, and hopefully you'll uh, join us for a live recording of the 200th episode of Radio Brews News.
1: Yeah, that'd be great. So so date and uh, uh, well, I'm venue gonna, to be confirmed.
0: Date and venue to be confirmed. Um, yeah. But i will get on that before the next podcast, but just uh, keep an eye out for it.
1: But so, yeah, so if you're either a Melbourne Bruce News listener or you will be in Melbourne um, sometime around December when we announce the dates, um, let us know that you would like to come along and we'll kind of start working on uh, um, catering and that sort of stuff.
0: Yeah, and uh, I think Craft & Co. would be a guests, great space if guests, upstairs. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. yeah well, that, that's what I was going to say. So cards and letters, um, send them in. But if you've got any – guests um you know probably melbourne based uh, unless we can find some sponsorship to fly people in or we can convince somebody to come in uh for we, it look, they,
1: we can always ask and find out you know if somebody who's not melbourne based may be in melbourne around that time
0: or may want to come down um yeah yeah, yeah. so l- l- let us know who uh you know amongst the 200 episodes give or take you know give you know maybe another 20 favorite guests that you would love to hear on a 200th Episode, you know, the people who, you know, call it like it is or, you know, like Greg Cook would have to be a favourite. You know, everyone loves the uh, chats I've had with Greg. Um, So hopefully he'll uh, join us. But uh, apart from Greg Cook, who else would you like to hear um, on the podcast? And, uh, you know, let us know. And uh, if they hear you writing to us saying that you want them on the podcast, that will give them incentive to come on the podcast, if you know what I mean. Yeah, excellent.
1: Yeah, as as most of our listeners, I want to say. I'd love to hear Matt talk more about Greg Cook," <laughs> said no one ever.
2: Uh, I don't
0: know. I, I think it's one of those bittersweet things that people actually love it.
1: <sighs> Look, there's only a limited budget, and if we've got to put up a cage between you two as well,
0: mate. I'm going I, I, Joe. Um, if you're listening, which, which of course you are because you're at it, yeah. <laughs> We're getting the band <laughs> back together. Uh, I'm going to run. Uh, we'll, we'll run the uh, Greg Cook 2011 2018 uh, podcast at the as the outro to this. Um, just so everyone can sort of hear the, uh, the the love that we have. You know, there's a lot oh, of love please, in the room. Please. Uh, I hear it in my fingers. I feel it in my toes, whatever. <laughs> hey, um, uh, but the other thing, uh, cards and letters, um, no iTunes reviews. Um, we, we actually have had 60 people review it, and it's all four and five stars, mainly five stars, which is uh, pretty good. At the very least, if you just jump on, if you're listening to this on your iPhone or your Android device, just go and you um, can be one star if you want. Um, if Greg Cook, if you're listening, um, there's a tip. Um, give give us a review. It does help other people find us. It just pops us up um, in the search bar if someone's looking for beer podcasts. Um, and if you can tell them a little bit about why you listen, that helps as well. Um, but otherwise, send us a tweet seen us a. Uh, um, we don't have an instagram but we are working on it um leave a message uh in facebook however you want to sort of get in touch just uh leave a comment help other people know that uh this thing that prof and i uh do is maybe potentially sometimes worth listening to agreed <laughs> thank you very much
1: yeah, thanks for all the sponsors thanks for all the listeners matt thank you very much for your time today
0: thank you prof thank you for racing back uh, in your dusty car and uh at at risk of upsetting your wife to record. That's it. Oh, that's right. She didn't listen. Um, but no, I'm going to
1: go just in case she does. I'm going to go out, and this will be the first episode she ever listens to. Uh, so <laughs> I've, I've, I've now I now have to go out and get it washed. <laughs> so that that's my day done. Uh, mate, we'll like, catch up with you next week, and listeners, same. Catch you next week.
0: Greg Cook, welcome to Radio Brews News.
2: Thank you, sir. Nice to be talking with you,
0: and nice to be talking to you. And also, Greg Cook, welcome to Radio Brews News. How are you?
2: Um well, thanks. How
0: are you? I'm great. Thanks for asking. Um, now, because we've got two Greg Cooks, it could be a little bit confusing. So I'm just going to call you 2010 and 2018, if that's okay, just to avoid confusion. Perfect. Okay, great. Now, look, I wanted to chat. There's been a bit of disagreement between you both this week. So I thought we could sit down and have a bit of a chat and see if we can find some common ground. So I guess the best place to start is 2010, um, can you tell me a little bit about you know, how you see Stone Brewing and uh, what it means to you?
2: Well, uh, at Stone, we're known for being one of the progenitors of the uh, West Coast style of beer, and what that means is uh, predominantly hoppy, big, citrusy, just a very aggressive, fresh, aromatic, hoppy character, and uh, a distinct and definite bitterness, and. Uh, well, you know, we're an ambassador to hop heads and, and we felt it was you know, our our basic uh, philosophy from the beginning is there are plenty of breweries making beer for the masses. We want to make beers that uh, we have more personal respect for.
0: Okay, that seems pretty straightforward. Now, um, 2018, what does uh, Stone mean to you? Where did you come from?
2: My partner Steve Wagner and I started the company 22 years ago. At Stone, we've always prided ourselves of going our own way, being who we are and true to ourselves. We've developed into a unique entity that I am enormously proud of. And I feel so privileged to be a part of the larger craft brewing industry.
0: Okay. um, That music was probably a little bit dramatic, but it sounds like you're on the same page. It sounds like you both still feel stone is the same business and coming from the same place. So I guess the question then um 18 is you know is it possible to send beer halfway around the world and get it to the customer fresh and if you can how would
2: you do it oh yeah that's a super simple and direct question and answer we have a um, highly uh, oiled well-tuned pathway uh and you know is all focused on getting beer to retailers within a, a very truncated amount of time that actually is well within our stated limits and and sorry and and and, if, and and also be a system that is reefer the entire way you know refrigerated yeah okay
0: um greg cook 2010 um What what do you think? Can you send beer refrigerated halfway around the world and get it onto shelves, into consumers' hands within the time that you think is uh, reasonable?
2: It's, dare I say, a a bit naive. Uh, Here's the situation, Australia's very far away. We know that. Uh, Australia um, is across the equator. So what we'd have to do is we'd have to um, temperature control our beer, and by the way, we're our own wholesaler in Southern California, and we have a 100% refrigerated fleet. So we'll have to refrigerate our beer, sending it down to Australia. It's a long ways away, so it's gonna be as expensive as hell.
0: Greg Cook, 2018, is that
2: a problem? Uh, is it a distance issue? It's not a, it's not a, it's a it, you know, in its purest, most technical basis, it's not a distance issue because distance can be solved reasonably well with a uh, shipping container. We're on the coast, you know, goes over to the Australian coast. It's, you know, doesn't get hung up on at the docks and the ports on either side for more than a day or so, uh, generally speaking, and it's refrigerated. So it adds, um, I don't have off the top of my head what the shipping time is, but it's under a couple weeks. So, you know, beer can easily arrive across that, that gap um, efficiently. And so then then it's about the, the, the quality of the system that exists. And there are...
0: Hold on. I think, Greg, 2010's got something to say.
2: It's then going to go into the Australian distribution system, which, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think that refrigeration is in the distribution system is very common.
0: No. No, it's
2: not. So it's not. So already... The standards that we've set for ourselves within a close range to our own home uh, can't even be um, you know, be put into effect in, in Australia. And then there are uh, failure points in San Diego. We self-distribute in San Diego. And like I said, we can find failure points. You, you identify them and you fix them. Again, it's not tenable. Too long to get there, too expensive. And because it's so expensive, very slow movement in the marketplace. Very slow movement in the marketplace, old beer. You end up paying too much for it. You get a poor experience. You don't want to buy it again. That's not going to work.
0: Greg Cook 2018. Look, I actually have to side with Greg Cook 2010 on this one. I've been out to a lot of bottle shops. I found a lot of beer sitting on shelves, well over six months old, uh, warm shelves. Um, When I've bought it, it's gushed. Doesn't that concern you? Well, uh, you know, and, and I'm
2: glad you, you pointed that out to me. And it's certainly uh, worth being delved into on our side to, you know, try and, and find this out. It's it's always a cooperation with the retailers. And if a retailer is going to, um, you know, get, buy too much stock, because that's, I mean, because, yeah, that, I mean, that's problematic and, and needs to get addressed. I, I don't have any, I'm not going to justify that at all. Um, and that's not good.
0: Greg Cook, 2010,
2: what do you think? I will say, you know, direct to you, everybody in Australia, if you are a retailer who is knowingly selling damaged beer, uh, beer in a way that the brewer would not approve of, you're hurting the industry and you're hurting yourself. You're hurting your customer base. Greg, uh, 2010, that's a little bit over the top, don't you think? What happens when uh, beer isn't treated properly by retailers? A consumer, whether they're experienced or not so experienced, has it. And they're not turned on to the category. They're turned away from the category. So it damages, and we experienced, it damages the industry. And we experienced this a lot in the uh, middle 90s here in the United States. The bubble burst in 1996, and so it was like the brakes just got slammed on. And the reason why is because there were so many small brewers, retailers, wholesalers who were just throwing shit against the wall. And the consumer became disengaged. They said, I don't want to spend this much money anymore to take a chance on something that doesn't taste very good.
0: So, what would you do if you saw me about to drink one of these beers?
2: If I was there and I saw you about to take a sip of the beer and I knew how it was tasting, I would. Take it out of your hand and I'd pour it on the ground.
0: Wow. Um, Greg, 2018, how about you?
2: Well, I don't think I would have had such a, <laughs> a physical reaction. But Sorry, I got to interrupt on that. And I'll repeat again. I would pour down the drain instead of drinking. Okay. I don't want to
0: turn this into a fight. So maybe we'll finish here. Um, I don't think we're going to find too much agreement. Um, but I guess, Greg, 2018, what would you like to say? Um, what's the way forward
2: you know it's a three-dimensional world that we live in meaning specifically with the with the beer you know you have the, the beer and the flavor profiles itself what's available locally what your reputation is what the you know the the shipping and and the, the costs involved and, and our standards with the refrigeration and the the end uh, up in the shelf price and then a particular retailer and their characteristics and do they store how do they store it What's their pricing policy? Uh, what's their you know? What's how do they store it after it? How much do they look at it? Is it enough? Is it could it use some improvement? You know, and all of these things go into this very complex model that really is just you know sort of everyday beer business that we live in, and and you just, it requires having your your wrenches out every day tweaking and you know adjusting the gears trying to get them to work properly. Thanks.
0: Thanks for your thoughts, uh, Greg Cook 2018. Greg Cook 2010, uh, anything that you would like to uh, leave us with?
2: What I say to Australian beer fans, retailers and brewers is, hey, you can, you can do it there. Support the brewers who are brewing interesting things in Australia, the, the young brewers, the new brewers, the small guys. That, let them know. Give them the feedback.
0: Look, I'll uh, be sure to do that. Now, I don't know that we found too much uh, common ground here, but look, beer is a conversation, and I'd like to thank you both for, uh, for being part of that. Uh, 2018, thank you very much for joining yeah. us.
2: Well, thanks for the conversation.
0: Greg Cook, 2010, always a pleasure.
2: Terrific. Thanks for uh, in- engaging me in this conversation and bringing it up. I think it's very important. I've been extraordinarily frustrated by the lack of response. I either get no response or uh, saying, no, we're just not going to respect what you're doing. Hopefully, this will help uh, people understand a little bit more about the uh, the decisions that are, that are here.
1: And we're out.